from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Check us out on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do that right now. Just on, head on over to YouTube. Check out 99.9 The Fan Raleigh. Hit the subscribe button and get all of our content. Uh, whether it's shot of Joe to go, stuff from this show, some ACC panic room, it's all there. Check out the YouTube channel. Just look up 99.9 The Fan. You know it was a pretty wild AFC-NFC championship Sunday, Joe, when the trailer for Cocaine Bear wasn't the thing that got most people to go, wait a minute, what? I think that moment probably happened in the Kansas City Chiefs Cincinnati Bengals game where they gave the Chiefs a do-over because they didn't hear the whistle or any number of times that people wanted to question the calls. The only question, the only call that they weren't going to question yesterday was the final play that set up Harrison Butker's game-winning kick. But it was it it was a it wasn't the greatest conference championship weekend. But it certainly provided a bunch of storylines coming out of Sunday's game. Like, what are the San Francisco 49ers going to do at quarterback going forward? And you already know the answer to that. I do know the answer to that. And what is Patrick, how, how healthy is Patrick Mahomes going to be in the next two weeks when they take on an Eagles team who, another storyline, has had bracket luck, for lack of a better term. I still haven't heard the lead of the weekend yet. And that is? Just how bad the officials were oh, can we stop in the with fourth that? quarter of the Chiefs and the Bengals okay. game. All right. You're triggering me. You, no, you're being dismissive of the – can we stop with that? No. So you start. You you tell me because we're going to start from the premise of officiating his difficult. No, say, say what you need to do. Say what you need to say. All right. In the fourth quarter of – in the first three quarters of the football game, mm-hmm. the first three quarters of the football game mm-hmm. – there were four penalties called on the Bengals. There were four penalties called on the Chiefs. Did anyone have a problem with the first three quarters of the football game and how it was officiated in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Did anyone? Probably not. I don't know. In the fourth quarter, there was a flag on the ground six times. Mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. Five of those times the flag was thrown against Cincinnati. One, it was thrown against the Chiefs. Okay. What happened in the fourth quarter? What are you insinuating? What happened in the fourth quarter? What are you insinuating? What I'm insinuating is how can the game be even, and it was a tie game, by the way, so how can the game be even for three quarters in every way possible? And then all of a sudden we get to the fourth quarter and it's five penalties to one, which wasn't accepted because of a holding play on a successful play by the Bengals. Yeah. And I'm not even arguing about the last play. He hit he hit the he hit Mahomes out of bounds. Or he pushed him when he was out of bounds. Then Mahomes absolutely flopped once he was out of bounds to embellish the call and get the call. Good for him. I don't hate Mahomes for doing what he yeah. did, but we should call it call it what it was. You can't tell me in the in the NFL where there is literally a penalty on every single down mm-hmm. that you're gonna call holding, which is somewhat subjective at this point. It is. You're going to call holding on the Bengals. They called one on offense, one on defense. They called a pass interference that wasn't even close to pass interference. They called, an, and then the other one was the intentional grounding that they called that that Burrow had done three or four times earlier in the game because 
analysis break, the Bengals' offensive line, which was missing 60% of its starters from Week 16, was not good. Mm-hmm. Analysis, the Chiefs' defensive ends were outstanding against the terrible offensive line. Ultimately, the game was won by the Chiefs' defense. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. But you can't sit here and tell me, with that look on your face, that you thought the Bengals got a fair shake in the fourth quarter of a game on the road, by the way. Let's get back to the to the uh, NC State-Boston College call that was incorrect. Oh, really? The human beings that are involved in the game were influenced by the other people in the building? Huh. I am. Knock me over with a feather. I've never seen that before. So, the floor is yours. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu. How many of those calls actually had direct impacts on all all of them because it's a cumulative effect some of them were nothing came out of those penalties there was there was a lot of ball don't lie no 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 the intentional grounding which sends you back on a loss of down penalty yes Mm. that has an effect it takes time off the clock by the way you gave me to which they had to use the timeout when they had two timeouts i'm with you on the intentional grounding one but those other ones the pi no but those other ones ultimately nothing really came out of them and on top of i get that time comes off the clock but it's not like the chiefs did anything with it in return i'm with you on the well, intention time that comes off and there's also field position where cincinnati had to start the drives so also the whole tenor of the quarter becomes yeah every time there's a flag on the ground you're going well what happened yeah and every time you're like all you had to do was look at Zach Taylor. You can dismiss me all you want. All you had to do was look at the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Every head coach and every player knows you're going into a game with having to overcome the officials. Doesn't matter the sport. Every every sport, every game, every player will tell you that. They can complain about the officiating after the fact, but you you understand that you have to play well enough to overcome those things. And even the smallest of mistakes, you can get on Patrick Mahomes for embellishing. That's gamesmanship, okay? Even I, had, if he, I had no issue with the last one. Even, even if he didn't embellish it, he pushed him out of bounds. Osai pushed him out of bounds, yeah. and you got to call that. That gets called 100% Especially of the time. Especially for the home team. Okay. Especially. Well, screw, screw, screw that. Screw yeah. that. Because you're you're now diving back into like the the home team gets all the calls, which then gets back to home, home field advantage. Sure. Okay, well, that's why you play these things. And as much as the... Bengals want to talk about they're slighted and we had a chip on our shoulder. They were selling, uh, you know, they were selling conference championship tickets in Atlanta. We're going to prove them wrong, blah, 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 blah. The Bengals also understand these things. But here's my problem with discussions about officiating. What good does it do you? What are we accomplishing when talking about the officiating? To me, when we start talking about officiating, we're talking about the lowest common denominator thing from the game. It's the one thing that the most basic-ass fan can talk about, and it, it, it accomplishes that. Like I can, I, can, I can really break down officiating and not understand why the other team ultimately won the game. You know why the Kansas City Chiefs ultimately won that game and the Bengals lost? 
is because Patrick Mahomes is a freaking dude. That's why they won that game. In fact, what ended up happening on Sunday was a prime example of why the quarterback position is so freaking important. All right? You had, on one hand, the San Francisco 49ers proving to you as much as Kyle Shanahan can be credited for scheming up to getting to the conference championship game with Brock Purdy, their third-string quarterback, okay? Let's not forget that they went Zach uh, – Zach – what am I – I'm getting my quarterback. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, thank you. Trey Lance doesn't even play. Jimmy Garoppolo is the savior. He gets her, and they ride this wave of Brock Purdy. They're down to Josh Johnson, who's been in the league, what, 15 years on 30 different teams at this point? So And then he got hurt to the point where we're wondering about Christian McCaffrey and whether or not they're going to run Wildcat with him, which we're ultimately denied. But they put Brock Purdy back in there, but he can't throw the ball down the field with his shoulder. So they still kept that game relatively close for as long as they possibly could. But ultimately, without a quarterback, they were DOA. Flip it. The Kansas City Chiefs had how many guys hurt in that game? Oh, they're top three receivers. They're left with... A guy who did what at NC State, Joe? Dropped every pass that I ever saw him thrown his way. Green Bay Packers fans helped him pack his bags, okay? Green Bay, out! I don't want you here. You're not a guy that Aaron Rodgers can play with. And he ends up in Kansas City where he ended up looking great thanks to Patrick Mahomes, all right? Uh, shout out to one of my favorite music follows uh, who pointed out that uh, Pacheco was it Isaiah Pacheco sounds like a session drummer who worked on some Steely Dan albums back in the day and they were making and he was hurt and yet a hobbled Patrick Mahomes still found enough juice to get that team in a position to win that's my takeaway from the game but you want to bitch about officiating that to me sounds like a guy who sucks the fun out of stuff you're not fun at parties when you start talking about officiating that's the first thing i think about is man you must be a terrible person to hang with at parties which i know isn't true why? you're actually a very fun person to hang out with joe but, why but when officiating game... comes up you turn into this guy it's like the state fan hasn't left you joe why would the game change in the fourth quarter that that's what i don't understand and that's the question because that you're the, not answering no i we talked about this last week and i was dismissed okay i was th this is the other thing about officiating that grinds my freaking gears i almost cursed Last week I was dismissed when I asked for simple questions about consistency and officiating, right? Did I was I not dismissed? I was dismissed. Now when it affects you, I oh, didn't dismiss your concerns. Oh, what happened? Oh, now it's a problem because that gets to another deep-seated issue that happened on Sunday. Now you're getting me mad with this officiating talk. You know what really happened on Sunday? The desired outcome that people wanted didn't happen. That desired outcome was for Patrick Mahomes to lose a game at the expense of Joe Burrow getting back to a Super Bowl so we could all talk about how it's Joe Burrow's time and all the time we spent in the regular season talking about how Joe Burrow is the quarterback I would take if I'm starting a team right now. No, I don't want the guy who's gone to five straight conference championships. No, I don't want the guy who's going to win the MVP again. No, I want Josh Allen who turns the ball over like it's Pez Dispenser. No, I want Joe Burrow because he's cool. No, Patrick Mahomes did it again.
And now people are mad about that, and they're thinking it's some sort of predetermined outcome. I think and Chiefs let's not forget you with Patrick defensive Mahomes. Line. No, let's not. Ah, there it is. You don't even want to give Patrick Mahomes I don't. credit. I don't. You called. Oh, I need to see him without the cheetah. He freaking did it without the cheetah. He did it with Marvez. Yes. Mar- he Marmalade Vasquez Scantling. Yeah, he did it without the cheetah. Instead, he got all the cheaters to help him with, oh, the, with five flags. My five goodness. flags. Six total and flags. That's what it five is. Five thrown against Cincinnati. That's what it there is. you go. That's exactly what it is. Every discussion about officiating is about my desired outcome didn't happen, so I gotta blame somebody so I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna blame the officials for ripping the desired outcome from my fingertips. Why do you think they had no effect on the outcome of the game? That's what I don't understand. Again, Four, four penalties each in the first three quarters. The fourth quarter, five to one. If the Bengals, How does that make any sense to you? If the Bengals win that game, are we talking about officiating today? No, we, we were talking about how they overcame the officiating. I'm not even talking about it. I'm telling you right now, we're not talking about it. In fact, what we talk about is some of the things that went against the Chiefs' way. Talking about officials is loser's talk. Straight up loser's talk at this point. And it's even worse when it comes from the winning side, too. I mean, you want to talk about basketball. I mean, I don't want to hear again about, you know, UNC or Duke complaining about officials. But anyway, you got it out of your system? You still haven't answered the question about how it could be even through three quarters and then all of a sudden five to one. Is this your first time watching a football game? Is this your first time watching I'm sports? Just, I'm just no, asking, you, I'm asking, I'm asking, you, asking you to answer the question. I just did by asking Ow. you, are you new here? No, you said you said official talking about officials is for losers. It and is. I'm saying to you, there were six flags thrown it and is. five were against one team. It's loser talk. But it, because I ask you, are you new here? How many times yes, have you watched how, how many times you, how many times have you watched NFL games? I was born yesterday. You're right. How brand many new. times do we see this? Brand new. How many times do we see this? I I would have to go back and see if every fourth quarter flag was thrown against one team. We and, that and, would require some some homework. I don't I don't know. It almost feels like you're still bent out of shape of what about what happened with NC State and Boston College. Oh, okay. I'd actually prove my point about what happened with NC State and Boston College. Okay, fine. You don't Fair throw enough. that flag. You don't throw that flag. But shocker, home home field advantage ends up benefiting the home field. That's how it's supposed to work. Shocker, yes. the Steve Loganism <laughs> that the the refs know who's supposed to win in those situations came to fruition, bro. I'm like shoulder shrug when it comes to that kind of stuff. Shoulder shrug when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's the OG alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias. If you would like to, if you would like to engage in loser discussions, folks, by all means, call. I feel like I'm on an island here. I'm going crazy. I don't know. Call eight six zero five fan eight six zero five three two six. If I'm the idiot here who didn't see the grand conspiracy of the Kansas City Chiefs getting to the Super Bowl because. They held the flag for them and threw the flag on the, on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sorry. It's just loser talk to me. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. 
Learn more at lockyourmeds.org slash NC. You can't do that to me, Joe. You can't do it. I like to ease into shows sometimes. I like to ease into well, shows sometimes. you tried to bury the lead from the weekend. No, but that's, the, but that's, the buried lead. that's fine. I didn't bury the lead. You wanted to make officiating front and center, and sometimes I feel like that's all anybody ever wants to do, and frankly, it's tiresome. I'll say this about officiating. You know what the real problem is? You still haven't watched the Donahay Netflix, Well, and I'm telling you, you're you going to watch that and be like, now wait a second. You know how you could also ease up on what you saw yesterday? I have how? a suggestion. How? I have a suggestion. Hey, help me heal myself, doctor. Stop taking out tickets. <laughs> Just saying. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I, I do think that sometimes that is the reason why people react the way that they react. Of course. To it's, of okay? course it's part of like, it. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like, I ain't got no dog in no fight. I just, I'm just here to be entertained, okay? So when people are like this angry about, like, how does it affect you in any way, shape, or form? Of course it does. I forgot it affects you a little bit differently than it affects me. Um, I'll, I'll say this about officiating before we take some calls. 860-5-FAN, 860-5326. I'm not above talking about officiating. If there's like an egregious call and it's worth talking about, cool. But where I start running into problems, and maybe last week is the reason why I'm completely just burnt out on the particular topic, is that if that's your main takeaway from something, well, then you got brain rot. Straight up, you got brain rot. And oftentimes I do feel that officiating is the go-to thing that happens when what you wanted to happen didn't. So you start finding excuses for why it didn't happen. And the easiest thing, the lowest common denominator, is to bring up officiating. When every sports team, coach, and player understands that part of what they have to deal with is to overcome the human nature of bad officiating. And if you play well enough to overcome those things, well, chances are you'll come out on the winning end. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. we got Trey out in Raleigh. Trey, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, man, what you got? Um, hey, man, I, I got I got to say, I agree with you. I'm a state fan. Same thing. Had no dog in the fight. Watch, watch the game. I, I would say this is kind of the same pal- parallel to what we talked about, what you guys talked about a couple weeks ago with the state Carolina game and the, and the you know. Free throw differential. Free throw, exactly. You know, it came down to, you know, a style of play, and, and there could have been opportunities, you know, either way. Same thing. Kansas City's D-line was dominant last night mm-hmm. it put them in a lot of scenarios where the, the officials had to make a call one way or the other didn't work out uh but you know i think at the end of the day like you said the calls didn't make a difference in what came it came out for the result the Bengals had a chance to get a first down at the end of the game you get those first downs you, you run out the clock you have a chance to be the last score and, and instead you know bunkers taking the field goal so i agree it, it just officiating wasn't what cause the outcome and yeah i agree with you on this one all right just just stay right there trey because here's okay. here's a question for you all right. okay the chiefs number one defensive back got hurt on a concussion in the first series of the game mm-hmm. and i think they had another injury in their secondary so you say that the chiefs had the ability to pick up a first down excuse me the Bengals had the ability to pick up a first down all right so of the penalties called in the fourth quarter two were on cincinnati's defense so am i to understand that eli apple is the only person who holds 
in in this game or that Helton from Cincinnati was the only one holding in this game because that gave Kansas City two first downs. And while you and Joe say that those calls don't affect the outcome of the game, it extends drive, it eats clock, it changes the way that Cincinnati's offense has to play. So what I'd say to you is, like, how in the world does Kansas City's secondary play without holding or interfering? I, I don't buy that. And also, that, by the way, they're backups. So when you say they just had to get a first down, well, guess what? Kansas City did get two first downs based on, in my opinion, two highly questionable calls against Cincinnati's secondary. So that, that's where I would come from on that. Yeah, I, no, I feel you. I, I, I feel you. And I, I say, again, I'm not saying there wasn't calls missed. I mean, yeah, I, nobody, you know, nobody's the, saying nobody's saying that calls weren't missed. Uh, I think it just simply comes down to how much value do you put into those missed calls? At what was the ultimate thing that came out of it? For instance, but you are right about their defensive line. I thought Kansas yeah. City's defensive line was ultimately the difference in the game. The late sack, in particular, was ultimately the difference in the game. Trey, appreciate the call, man. Thank you, guys. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. People got takes based on this conference championship weekend, so we might as well go in here. To, uh, last time I checked, the Cincinnati Bengals did get the ball with 230 left, right, in the game. Correct. What'd they do? Well, there was an intentional grounding penalty that, again, had happened at least three other times earlier in the game but there's and was not called an intentional grounding. And now all of a sudden, miraculously – you know, back at the goal line where they were, it's mm-hmm. a, it's and that's a loss of down half. Is a dis- that's a down. tough penalty. It is a loss of down. Was it intentional grounding? I did not think so, based on the okay. other three instances of Burrow basically grounding the ball to get out of the play because he's missing sixty percent of his offensive line. By the way, they had sixty percent of their offensive line missing in the Buffalo game. What happened there? I'll tell you what. I thought Zach Taylor did a great job, and let's let's go full here. I thought he did a great job in the Buffalo game running the football. Mm-hmm. In this game, I thought Zach Taylor was chasing his tail a little bit other than the fourth down call to chase in the double coverage. Oh, that was the other because thing. you die with your fastball. Yeah. You've heard me say that a million times. And there was a couple of different times where I'm going, hey, you're giving up on the run too quickly here. So, yeah, Cincinnati had their own issues in the in but after in the, losing the game after the intentional grounding call they are faced with a third and 16 and they end up converting a first down to the tight end okay yeah. to the tight end uh this is combined with some other like you mentioned the Jamar Chase yeah. right on the what the fourth and eight right so there were a couple of plays like this where they're still pulling the magic out of their hat and but how many times can you pull the magic is what I would I mean, say to you so Patrick Patrick Mahomes per, managed to pull, pull that magic out of the hat if one more time you didn't have to use the tight end play on that longer type play, you could have saved it and used it later. Look, in the all I'm saying is they overcame the intentional grounding. They found themselves on a first and 10 on the Cincinnati 33, and then they went uh, for and out after that. So you want to get into the well, hold. They punted. You want to, or I'm sorry, punting after that. Yeah. Do you, All right, to so the holding thing. We'll close on this, on this, this segment on this. So the final play of the game where uh, Joe Osai uh, ends up getting called for a roughing. Uh, on, late on, hit. Uh, yeah, on yeah. sportsmanlike conduct, uh, a late hit pushing Patrick Mahomes out of bound. Did you think there was holding on that play before? I, I mean, I'm Mahomes sure there, there was, but I don't. I don't. I understand why they wouldn't have called that hold there. I, again, I don't begrudge them for not throwing the flag every single typically, down. Typically, when a holding call occurs, it's something egregious in that case. And what I found interesting about last night, what I found interesting about last night, was a, a lot of the Zapruder film that came out of that situation where sure. people saying, how do you how do you miss these two holds, right? Because, like, Dennis, do we have the audio call uh, from Cincinnati 
uh, the Cincinnati radio call of what happened with Osai on the final play of the game that set up Harrison Butker's play. Here's here's the Cincinnati radio call. I forgot who the the analyst is. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, I forgot who the analyst is on the Cincinnati call, but hear this because it's obvious they knew what was going on. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out uh, of bounds, and the Bengals no! push him after no! he was out of bounds. Multiple flags Ugh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation, and with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Man, you have to be more aware. This football team has got a lot of awareness. Not on that play. Yeah, so even they knew what was going on after the play. Osai knew what the heck was going on after yeah, that. I don't have an issue with the last play. But when I posted that on Twitter last night, when I when I posted the Bubba Prague uh, video of that play, I had a couple people going, oh, yeah, but w- what about those holding calls? And a lot of other people started to glom on to the missed holding on that Patrick Mahomes play. You know who actually came out and said, what are you talking about? You don't know what holding is. As as one former offensive lineman put it on Twitter, I don't know if it was Jeff Schwartz or somebody else. No, it was but, the uh, Browns. So. He was, there, was a lot, there were a lot of former players or current players that were basically saying, I'm sorry, just because a guy's arm is flailing around doesn't mean there's holding. They had his hands on his chest plate. That's like Those are legal blocks. So essentially what was going on on, on you know, uh, NFL All-22 film Twitter where a bunch of jabronis like us saying, that's clearly holding, and a bunch of players saying, no, it's not. You don't know what holding is or isn't. Joe, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. Yeah. He wasn't alone, by the way. No, I know, but I, saw, I did see his tweet. Okay, so you saw Joe Thomas's tweet. All this is to say when it comes to holding, what we think is holding doesn't necessarily mean what's actually holding. And to your point, there is holding on every play. It has to be pretty egregious for it to be called holding. And I, even I, in the, even in, the, in last night's case, they didn't call it when they could have called I, it. I missed the pandemic. I'll just put it that way. Oh. When the refs realized we there's literally offense. no one in the building, <laughs> the only way for us to continue to get viewership is for us to get the hell out of the way and call procedural penalties yeah. and late hits. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And if we could just have a game like that, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 